Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, hello? 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 Hey, Steve. Peace, what's going on? Peace. What's up, man? Finally, finally, finally. Um, yeah, yeah, after years, finally, man, we connect. Yeah, so uh, just uh, just for this interview, like, I want you to know that, like, you can go off on, like, whatever tangent you want, uh, say, or, like, talk about whatever you want, but I do got some questions. Um First off, uh, I just want to say that I'm a huge, huge fan. Like, your music has been a part of my life, you know, since probably, like, um, the early 2000s, man. And, and to finally be able to talk to you is it, just, uh, it's really awesome, and I'm really excited, and I'm trying not to be nervous. So bear with me, all right? Definitely, man. I appreciate it, man. Now, nah, you cool. Man, I, I feel like I already know you, man. We've been talking for years already, so we good to go. Awesome. Um, all right, so... <clears throat> My first question is is uh basically um like where are you from and like how did you grow up and how did you get into hip hop? Well, I was born in uh Roosevelt, Long Island. That's a part of New York, you know, uh that's I would say like a hidden gem like in hip hop. There's yeah. a lot of MCs that come out of Long Island, uh Roosevelt in particular. So, um just me growing up in Roosevelt, I was influenced by a lot of different music, a lot of different stuff. Um, the people that were just out there, you know, um, Public Enemies from out there. You had uh, leaders of the new school in that area. So walking to school, you would just, they would be out there, and they would be playing their music, Terminator X, uh, used to be in my hood, driving around. I said it before, um, he had the white Bronco, and he would just be all through with uh, bumping music. So we kind of, you had no choice. You You grew up in that, so just getting all that experience at a young age, it was, you know, it was inspiring for us. So if you didn't want to rap, you wanted to know who they were or just know about the music and the culture. So at a young age, I wanted to know everything about it, man. And that's what it was. Okay. Um, so at what age uh, did you actually start, like, trying to rap and stuff? Uh, i say about, like, 13, 12, 13 oh, wow. years old. Yeah, um, it was me and a homeboy. I never wrote my first rhyme by myself. I, I was a friend of mine that we wrote our rhyme together. And, you know, it just started like that. Like, when we did uh, the back and forth, we kind of just wrote it in a manner that either one of us could kick it, and it would relate to both of us. So that's how we did it. And uh, from there, I just got hooked, man. I just started, you know, you see, like, the reaction from other people, and that just made you want to do it more. It wasn't enough. You know, nowadays it's about the, you know, they see how much money you can get into it. Before, like that adrenaline, when you would say something, people would respond. They're like, oh, you like that. So, all right, cool. You go back, and then you would just write a little more. Word, word. That's for sure. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, did you have any uh, musical aspirations before Old Made Billionaires, and how did Old Made Billionaires come about? Um, musical aspirations before Old Made? I just, I just wanted to be nice. I wanted to be known for being that dude that was just nice the way he did. And that was... Wherever I went, that was my sole intention. You're going to remember me 
inner sea of people when it came to, like, lyricism. So well, that was my thing, you know. And then uh, I got with Jay, and that's exactly how I met Jay, you know, um, Zone. Like, we were in college, and then I was just the dude in the ciphers and stuff like that. And any cipher, you would know I'd be that go-to guy. Like, if I, I would say I was the go-to guy, but if it wasn't me, it was somebody uh, I was uh, closely related to that in that cipher. You know, like, I would always make leave, make sure I left an impression in there, and I left an impression with Jay. And then I was in a group. That didn't work out. Maybe a couple months later, Jay came to me and was like, yo, you know, he just started giving me beats. He was like, I'm working on this project. And then he just started hitting me with beats. And we went on from there. And we just started, you know, and we just, it was natural. It, everything just fit. So it worked, and we just kept going with it. That's what's up. Um, <clears throat> well, to many, um, myself included, like, that's that's a classic album. Um it takes a lot of us back, back to like a moment in time in our lives, or like it was like the soundtrack to our lives. And so, um, was it fun making that album and all the stuff before that that you had done with Jay? Yeah, man, it was great. You know, the, we had a bunch of stuff that uh, that probably didn't come out, but then just making those records, it was just fun. You know what I mean? Because just we were at a time on our lives where we were just figuring out our grown man. You know, like how, what we wanted to be musically, um, career wise. You know just as entrepreneurs, and we were just doing what we felt we wanted to do. You know, there was no rhyme or reason to things. You know, Jay was just like, he, I always called him a mad scientist, so I would come over there, and he would just be doing things that he felt was right. I would be doing things that I felt was right. I would be doing things that he felt was right, and it just gelled, you know. So, you know, like you can't recreate those type of moments. They just feel right, man, and it it tells in the music, you know, that's what, I think that's what people like about it. It just feels authentic because it was to us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, next question is, um, well, basically, like, in my mind, like, you know, uh, Jay Zone has worked with lots and lots of big-name MCs, but I figure that you're up there with the best, if not the best, he's ever worked with as far as rhyming goes. And uh, your pen game is elite. And so uh, myself and I'm sure, like, the masses would like to know, like, what's your writing process like? And coming up with some of the crazy bars that you do. Um, appreciate that first of all, but um, because that's that's an honor. You know, he's worked with a lot of good people. He's worked with a lot of great people, a lot of legends and stuff. So just to, to put me up there in the mentions, it's, yeah, you know, it's definitely it's definitely an honor, man. Um, just as far as my writing process, I sit back. I guess I go through a lot of stuff throughout my life, and just on a day to day period that I document that type of stuff. And then, you know, you just got to make light heart of just situations and just things that you see. I observe things, and it's like, you know, what's a what's an interesting way of talking about that that someone else didn't talk about it already, you know? Because nothing's new under the sun as, as far as topics, as far as metaphors and stuff like that. But I always have to think of that way of, like, how can I say it in another way that, that'll just make it sound iller, you know? So... Yeah. I start with those type of things, and then I get into, you know, I, I've tried to, as years go on, switch on topics and things that I've firsthand been about and and observed through my, you know, through my surroundings, through the people I'm with, through my day-to-days. So yeah. it goes it goes into those, you know. It definitely goes into those. But I, I, like, I know a lot of people like the metaphors because I'm, I'm an asshole, man. So I, I like wit and sarcasm. <laughs> I am, man. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm an asshole. If you know me on a day-to-day basis, you might call me an asshole at least like one time out of the day. 
Okay. Is, is, is that? All right. Um, well, uh, my, my, my next question is, uh, um, so you had a pretty large following after um, your collaborations with Jay Zone, and I'm wondering why uh, Why didn't you capitalize by uh, putting out more uh, material uh, solo? Or did you? Um, yeah, good question. I should, I, sh- I should have. Um, a lot of it, I'm not, I'm not gonna point fingers and 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 say like this stopped me from doing things. But I think I, we just got a little jaded as far as like the music industry came about. You know, like they didn't want to push it like certain things that we that we would present. Like Jay would present like projects with me on it. I would present projects with me on it. And no one wanted to kind of like back it, even if the people wanted it. So this is before the time where you could just go directly to the people, you know. Like yeah. you didn't have you didn't have Facebook, you didn't have uh, Instagram, Twitter, and then that. Most we had was a message board, you know. So like yeah. if we wanted, to, yeah. So you so if you wanted to get directly to the people, a lot of things had to go through a third party. And the third party, if you weren't in those circles, if you weren't, you know. If you are a buddy buddy, I don't rub elbows with niggas. I'm gonna keep it on honey. Like I'm the type of person that I gotta work with I gotta know you, I gotta like you as a person, like the dynamic for us to kind of just build on anything. That and maybe that's just like that's a gift and a curse because it keeps everything around me authentic. But then yeah. I don't do the you know, like you don't get certain places because you're not cool with certain people. And that's what a lot of people are. They play that game and it's like I'm not gonna I'm not really cool with them, but I'm a pump fake cool with them so I can get into these doors and then it's whatever with these relationships. And you see that within the music. Nobody's really like cool with each other. They fake cool, you know? So it's all politics. Yeah, it's mostly politics. I'm just not, I'm the type of person I'm not politically correct. You know, <laughs> and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, and I never will be. So there's, there's that part of it. But, as times go on, you know, like the, the technology changes and stuff like that. So now it's just, you know, you make a play to to just be able to sustain sustain your own fan base and put out your own stuff like that. But for the most part, like when when we were hot, we didn't have all that other stuff. And if I wasn't going out kissing somebody else's ass, I wasn't going to be putting on certain type of things, man. So that's that's never going to be me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> all right, so next question. Uh, so who would you like uh, to collaborate with the most that you haven't got a chance to yet? I don't know. I mean, musically, I like a lot. There's a lot of new music that's out and even older music that uh, that I'm a fan of. I don't know about um, a wish list of people I want to collaborate with that I haven't yet because I really haven't collaborated with too many people outside of Zone. But, you uh-huh. know, if... if if I meet somebody and we kick it and I respect you musically and we build on that shit, I'm you know, I'm always open to that. I like lyricism, man. So like if there's like great lyricists that are good people, I'm always with that. Okay. I'm always okay. With okay, well, um on the topic of uh, lyricism, um and I guess uh, that you knew this was coming, but uh who's your top five MCs? Hey, my top five MCs, <laughs> damn. That's a good one, man. We talking about dead or alive, like. Uh, dead or alive, it's fine. Um, shit. And it can't be more than five if you want. It's fine. I never really, really thought about that type of situation. Um, shit. But as far as lyricism, um, you gotta get. 
guess I, I'm a, I guess I'm an East Coast dude, so I'm gonna say a lot of East Coast type of hip hop. But uh, Nas is a great lyricist. Um, Rakim has always been a great lyricist to me. Like he he just says things in a manner that it's just you get it and it's vivid and it's just like right there and it's just commanding. So it's like I, I always appreciate when when he steps in the mic. Um, uh-huh. Damn. That's, this is this is this is a good one though. Um, I know people probably hate me for this shit. Um, I grew up in the era. I'm a early '90s dude, so um, uh-huh. back in the day, not Cube's new stuff, but like early Cube. I was always a fan of early Cube because that shit was like that shit was like rugged, and it was just you know, it was to me. He was just his pen was just like sharp. His uh-huh. pen was sharp. So like early cube, um this hard man, because there's a lot of people. Even Red Man, I'm a big fan of Red Man. Red I man can kinda see up. that. I can kinda see that like a yeah. little bit like in your yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Um, Red Man, yeah, big I'm a big fan. I guess what these people kinda like these people kinda imp- as you stem. I'm thinking about it now. These people kind of influenced me to be who I am. So uh-huh. like the Nazis, the Q, Ra, Redman, because his, his, uh, the way he goes, he goes off, man. Redman goes uh-huh. off. And then uh, number five, who would, I, who would I give the number five? I got to give it to a spitter. I got to give it to a spitter because there's, there's some people out there. Damn. Well, I don't know who I would give the number five spot. I have a question, have a question for you. Uh, is it is it uh, De La Soul from Long Island? Yeah. Yeah, they are from Long Island. They're from Emmyville, which uh, is right next to me, too. With uh, Plug One? Because uh, Plug One's one of my favorites. I was just wondering if he Plug- hits you like that. Um, shit. I would say Plug One, too. But, damn, uh, before that, I would get – and it's why – Pardon me for this. I would give uh, Black Thought before Plug One because he goes okay. off too. Black yeah, Thought yeah, yeah. goes off. I'll give you know what? I'll give Black Thought that one. I'll give him the number five spot because he goes off. Okay. And he consistently goes off, man. He's been doing he's, it. For he's like, like a, yeah, he's an unsung hero, man, like in hip hop. Like nobody really gives him his credit. I'll give Black Thought that number five spot. No one gives him his credit. Okay. Um. So, uh, who's your top five producers? Um, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm go to my go-to guy. Number one is Zone, of course, okay. all day. I, I've always, uh, I've been in his lab so many times and just watch him cut up shit. I'm like, yo, how do you do that? Then he like brings records like these obscure ass records, and he'll just show me like, yeah, I got it from this part. And I'm like, yo, like that doesn't even make sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, like just a little sound. So, uh, definitely. Um, zone to Primo because I'm a fan of that once again that nineties era hip hop and shit. Oh that Gangstar Foundation shit was that was New York to me. Like, you know, so like he built uh, a moment in hip hop that that's still kinda like people stick to. Yeah. So definitely Primo. Um hmm. There are a couple other people. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Moby, Easy Moby. Okay. I, don't, I don't think people talk about him too much. And I'm definitely a fan of Easy Moby. And 
to give the other two. Um, isn't uh, isn't Eric Sermon from Long Island? Which one? Isn't Eric Sermon from Long Island? Oh shit! Well, I'm still. <laughs> I was just watching some Eric Sermon shit recently. I give Eric Sermon that yes because yeah, I'm a big fan of ECMD as well. I don't even know why I put I didn't put them in my top five um, MCs. Yeah, I'll give I'll give Eric Sermon that one too. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay Long Island. I'm gonna give the Bomb Squad man like they um they were very influential in in Cube's success as well. Like all that stuff that they they're very intricate in music as well. Like that whole era they they created they created a moment in my life as well. So I definitely give Eric Sermon and Bob Squad that. I don't know if that's okay. why I believe so. All right. Um, so you're obviously a, a a New York guy. So um, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, that's what I said. My shit's gonna be huge, man. Mets and Knicks. Yeah. Oh, uh, Knicks. You gotta go with the Knicks, man. <laughs> you gotta be you know, Nets. Nets are transplants, man. They just got here. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see here. Um, so you had a song come out uh, recently called uh, uh, Fire in My Heart, and I was wondering if you could tell me um, the whole reason behind that and and, and your logic behind uh, putting that out and, and some of the lyrics and stuff. Man, uh, Fire in My Heart, it's, just, uh, it's been a crazy year just in regards to the news and uh, racial profiling and the murders of just black men all across the country. And it was just something that was, it just resonated with me when I saw that because I felt like at any moment I could have been one of those people that they talked about, any one of those, because I've been in those situations. You know, and God bless that God just walk with me through out of those situations. And that's 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 a basic New York story. I think that's a basic black man story if you live in urban areas. People don't talk about it. They don't, you know, like they only talk about, the end result of those things, the men that get killed. But you don't talk about the harassment that goes on on a day-to-day basis. And, you know, yeah. and I talked to my friends, and they can relate to that all day. Like, how many times guns have been put in your face? You've been, you walk in the street, cops just hopping out on you and just harassing you for no reason. And if you don't comply, that comply thing is bullshit to me, you know, because it's like, yeah. what are you even that comply? Because these are people that are complying, and they're still dying, you know. I just felt, when I saw that, and I saw that man get murdered in front of his daughter, I was like, yo, that could have been me at any given moment. And what are they going to say to my family members around me? So, you know, it was just something I felt like I had to share. Uh, that was my experience, you know. I just couldn't take it when I saw that point. I was like, this, they, they just, it's disrespectful at this point, you know. Before it was like yeah. covert racism, but now this is just a blatant disrespect for human life. And I was like, yeah, nah, I, I, I can't go out like that. I feel you. Um, okay, so uh, a little birdie told me that you have a uh, entrepreneurial streak um, with a pretty <laughs> successful uh, moving business. And, uh, yeah. and I was and I was wondering, uh, do you see like any connections uh, between that and your grind as an independent artist? Um, yeah, I definitely said that. Yeah, I own a I own a moving company. And I've owned a moving company for like the last ten years. So oh wow! Not, yeah, yeah. Um, we do good. We do good as uh, a good amount of employees, vehicles, and all that other stuff. Um, with that, I see that 
uh, that gave me more of an entrepreneurial spirit, just doing that because it's like I never wanted to do things for money because I'm not one of those, I'm not a I'm not a slime ball, you know what I mean? Like so, like, I feel like if I'm gonna do music, I'm not gonna I'm gonna do music dictated by what it makes how I feel about it, not about what yeah. I can get out of it, you know? Because I'm like shit, if I need money, I just go get money. I've always been that type of person. Anybody tell you that? Like yo, I've never been like a down-and-out, broke type of dude. I'm all, before it was legal or whatever the case may be, I can always turn a dollar into something. So everybody knew mm. that about me. That's why I've never been like all these other rappers, like hard-pressed for to do shit because that's not my, that's not my caliber, you know? I'm a, I'm a man's man. Like, I'll get up and I'll, I'll do what I need to do, right? But as far as that transcending into, like, the entrepreneurship for, like, people making a way, like, yeah, you know, the the rap game is not really what it's cracked up to be, and it's definitely changed since I've been around. So I feel like there's rappers now, even, like, rap is not the only thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they do music, but then they have other ventures, you know? And I think a lot of times people feel a way about that or they just feel, you know, like, conflicted about, doing things outside of rap for a stream of income. But rappers, fat nigga got a goddamn wing stop. You know what I mean? Like, But nobody's like, that's a revenue stream. Other people do clothing, liquor, uh, accessories, whatever the case may be, to, stream, to streamline some income. So I think rap has always been about that. It's just people, how you perceive it, how rappers perceive it or how the general public perceives entrepreneurship outside of hip-hop. It's yeah, you know, but yeah. Uh, so is it pretty common? So, so is it is it pretty common for like like the rappers that that we listen to, um, like especially if they're indie, uh, to have day jobs and uh, businesses and whatnot? Like, um, like is that a normal thing? I believe I believe it's more common than not. You know, even rappers before they actually become successful or while they're in the process of that, you know, air quote success. They're working somewhere else to fund the studio time, to fund travel expenses, to fund wardrobe accessories, the people around them, just to make that happen to, for it to come out. So I don't think they come out already, already successful, you know, like I'm this successful artist or whatever the case may be. That's the perception, but they don't like to talk about it, you know. I think that's the unspoken thing in hip-hop about where your money's coming from. And a lot of it's not coming from rap, you know. But we just all wanted to make it look like that because that looks cool to the public, like, oh, he's getting rap money. You know, so I think more more than that, there's uh, artists that have day jobs or they have some type of entrepreneurship. And, and you know, it's not always street money, you know. But people yeah. think that that's the only way to make it look cool to the public, it's like, yo, I was getting money before rap, so I'm in the street. Like, no, you could be getting money before rap with your own business. You know? Yeah. Or money during rap with your own business when the rap goes, you know, when it slows up, when people aren't calling you for shows, when your joints ain't really, when you're not in a groove with your pen or whatever the case may be, or just if you're not, not hot at the time. Until you get hot again, like, what you going to do? So, yeah. I think I, I think there's that. You know, that's definitely a good question, but there. To answer that, yeah, I think people, a lot of people are, have, are working outside of rap to, to pursue rap. Okay. Uh, let's see. One more question, or maybe more than one. But uh, all right. So uh, my favorite song by you is uh, 
it's heavy metal. Um, that's that's one of my favorite songs ever. And I was wondering if, if you could tell me a little bit about your whole writing process with all those crazy bars. Like that's like that's like <laughs> a hard bar, like for like a Jay Zone feature. It's, it, it's so dope. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, shit, even heavy metal. Before we put out heavy metal, I think I wrote that verse maybe about like a year before that. So it was just um. It was a lot of, uh, at that point, it was a lot of, like, frustration. And it was, like, you know, people fronting on you. So I was like, ah, you know what, I'm going to let those off. And Zone was really the only person rocking with me at the time. So that's why I said Zone been making beats before he was able to speak. And, you know, and I just got into my tangents with metaphors. But it was a lot of that shit. Like, uh, I really don't give a fuck about none of y'all. Like, as long as the people I'm working with is good, I'm good. As long as they respect that and it's reciprocated, we're going to be fine. So, like, and if anybody got feels any way about that, take it how you want it, and it's going to be that. It's going it's to be that. So, yeah, you know, so, yeah. So that that was definitely that. And then when I heard that beat, like, Zone came to me with that beat. I was like, God damn. Then I spit that verse for him. And Zone, the one thing I admire about Zone, he knows hip-hop. Front to back, not just he's not even just a a, a fan of just like the beats and this. Like he'll know your rhymes. He knows more a lot of my rhymes that I even forget. He'll call me up and about those. So when he came with that beat, he was like, "Yo, kick that shit," and I kicked it, and then it just you know it blended well. So I was like, you know, I gotta give it to him about that. So I appreciate the fact that you like the the heavy metal because it was a over the point where we were just like it was just like us against everybody. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what's your, what's your, uh, what's your favorite song, uh, uh, that you've ever done? Or actually, like, more than one if you want to. Um, my favorite song that I ever did, I'm gonna go with the first one, uh, still holding it down, because it just came, the way it just came up, like, he just finished that, that, uh, that track, and I just, like, walked into his, like, apartment, and then he was like, yo, the way it came out, it was so ill. Like, how we just bumped into each other, we kicked the shit, and then the energy behind it was crazy when we laid it down, and then we played it for everybody, and everybody was just going, you know, like nuts. And if you think about the shit, I was like, I wrote that when I was like 17, man. So I was like 18 years old kicking that shit for someone. It's like, that right there was, it was like a feeling that I can't recreate, and I can't really just, like, describe because it's like you have to be in that moment right yeah. and i know it was probably the same thing for him because the 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 magic that went into it and then the response that it got and i could still listen to it today and i'm like damn that's a 17 year old kid that wrote that shit that's what's up yeah yeah um <clears throat> so uh do you have any projects uh coming in the future oh uh, yeah <laughs> i'm working on stuff right now um definitely working on some stuff for zone even though you know, he's retired. I'm trying to pull him out of retirement. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm working on just uh, a string of just, like, releases. They're, like, probably just, like, one-off, like, uh, single type of stuff. I call them uh, Once Upon a Rhyme. So they're just all thoughts and ideas set to music, and they'll probably be more of a visual project. That, yeah. Um, just things I've done throughout you know, topics, ideas, uh, scenarios that I've been on throughout my life. I'll just start putting more to uh, visuals out there for that. And after that, um, 
I'm working. I just linked up with Haas Low through Zone. So um, Haas has a couple stuff that uh, he's been sending me, and we've been going back and forth. So we'll probably put something out in 2017. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be like an EP or LP or, or uh, we don't know, man. He's like he's a he's another one. He's uh, we like the he's an underdog, man, because he got some stuff and he's just been uh sending me stuff back and forth and we've just been chopping it up. I I don't know, I don't know. We'll we'll see how the how it goes, you know. But we we're working on something, so we'll see how it goes. Okay, uh, do you have any uh, um? I'm like anything to say about uh, what's going on with uh, Melo and Phil Jackson right now. Uh, <clears throat> no, <nah. laughs> because I love <laughs> New York, man. I love New York, but God damn it, Melo. Like, uh, I don't even know too much about the Melo situation with Phil Jackson. What, are they beefing or something? Uh, yeah, like I guess I guess Phil sent some uh, subliminals about the ball stopping. And uh, maybe Melo being a ball hog or something like that, but uh, but in my eyes, like it seems like Phil is like really, really intent on the next one in the triangle, and like their personnel would like do do better with like an update, like in their office. I don't know, man, because like, everyone else is like one of the spread, like you know, like uh, pace and space type of stuff, and like Phil's still stuck in the triangle. But that's just my opinion. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's it's a balance, a balance of both. I mean, you can't – the proof is in the pudding when it comes to Phil Jackson, man. This is a man who has, you know, look at his record. He has an immaculate record with winning championships. You know, and uh, you got Melo. He's a great player. But I've always felt like, you know, he's – I didn't even have to listen to to that to know, like, he's a ball hog. Like, I know he's a great player, but then I don't think he's a great captain. You know, like, there's people that, are, that, that make a team great. I think he's a great player. But you have to bring your team to greatness, and I don't think he tries to do that. Or I don't think maybe it's just the fact that he's just not that guy to do it, you know. But that doesn't take away from his greatness. And I think he's just not humble enough to see that and put somebody else in play. So until they do that, until he works out that ego thing, I think it's always going to be like that, man. I think he kind of okay. has to curb his ego, man. Yeah. All right. So on on this one, like, <laughs> like on this one, I want you to be completely honest. All right. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. Um, what was going through your head um, when the Knicks drafted uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis? Like, when they first drafted him, like... Oh, the tall white boy, Porzingis? Yeah. Um, First, I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Then, when I I started to see more of him, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. I started to see his play. I just didn't know too much about him. But then I, I saw it, and I was like, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, it just – I think they're really just trying to find the components, a winning component, you know what I mean? And uh, that's all you can do at this point is try. So, you know, some, some things work, some things don't, man. You take out what doesn't work, and then you and you, you replace it with us. Oh, do you watch football? Um, Not as much as I used to. Not Definitely not as much as I used to. I, You know, when uh, around the playoff times and stuff like that, then you, you'll catch me on the TV. But, uh, Are you a Giants or Jets fan? Oh, I mean, even though I'm from Long Island, everybody would say you, Long Island, you got to be from Jets. But I've been a Giants fan since I was a kid, man. LT, Pepper Johnson, Dave Maggot, Phil Sims, like that. That's my era of people. I guess okay. I, I grew up as a roughhouse type of dude, man. 
nineties Knicks and, and Giants to do that to you. <laughs> okay. Um well damn that's uh that is that is all my questions, man. Um is is there anything that you would like to add or what what your fans know about like, you know, like when to expect uh upcoming projects or anything like that? Um, um definitely twenty seventeen I was I was slated to put some stuff out. The Once Upon a Wild project was was set for um twenty sixteen, but what's it called again? Once upon a what? Once upon a rhyme. It's just it's more of a visual type of situation, like where I'm putting out uh visual content and the music that I I I have a lot of recorded music that I never put together, and um just through the years that people just don't know about, and I was gonna yeah. put all that to you know put visuals behind it and start putting it out, but um. Like I said, uh, I'm not sure if you even know. My pops passed maybe about a year ago, so I, I've been just dealing with my own family stuff and uh, just trying to work those situations and just doing the right thing for my family and my pops to put out. And, but you got to balance it. So I said, you know what, let me just get back on it. So 2017, I'll start putting out uh, more content for that and then just look for, you know, the, the home team, me, Zone, got some stuff with highs. So, and definitely just yeah, for the people um, that, that still check for me, man. It's a blessing. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, that. My, uh, my condolences about your pops. Um, my, my dad died. Um, the He got uh, – he was in Tacoma, which is, um, like, right, like, an hour south of Seattle. But, um, like, my birthday is the 11th, and uh, he had – he had got jumped. 11th of – and long story short, like someone busted his head open and they pulled the plug on on the one that happened. Yeah, man. Wow, like, it man. Was, I'm sorry to hear that. That's crazy. Hold on, one more. It was this? recent, what man. Huh? Well, you was this was recent. Yeah, yeah. Like it, like like it happened like 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 a little bit over a month ago. Um, yeah, man. Like wow. I guess we the corner store, and I just talked to him like that Monday, but I mean, like, I I guess someone tried to rob him or whatever, and they hit him, and uh, they busted his head open with something, and they pulled the plug, like, the Monday after my birthday, so now for the rest of my life, it's just like, you know, like, whenever I have a birthday, I got to think about him or whatever, but I'm not going to put that or whatever in the, in the, in the interview, but... Um, man, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that, man, but yeah, but a lot, you know, and my condolences for that, I know I know it's hard, man, because, no, you know, no one ever expects any of that stuff. Like you don't you don't wake up like I right, I might lose somebody today you know, and then you got to live with that. So definitely I understand I, I I sympathize with that man. My condolences for that. But you know, that's uh what I'm realizing. Just you know that's a part of being a man. Like we have to deal with those and just take those and and run with it and live. You know, do what's right for your family, uh, do what's right for yourself, and still be able to get up and through your day-to-days. I learned a lot of that from Zone, man. Uh, you know, he lost his grandmother recently yeah. as well. And that's only how he handled that. And, you know, I tell him all the time, man, like I have nothing but the utmost respect for him uh, just for the way he handled the situation because, like, she was a cornerstone for everything, not just, like, his music, but, like, his life, you know. Oh, did you actually meet her? Yeah, he had a studio in the basement of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, yeah, so well, like, like I thought it was cool. Like, like you had to meet her. Yeah, like, like I, I, I thought it was hilarious. Like, like the way that he would use her for like the skits and the album yeah. covers and whatnot. And oh, uh, man, it's like, that was the first person I met. Like when I went to his crib, it was his grandma's. Like, so 
And then when he put on, you know, on the album cover and stuff like that, I was like, yo, this is crazy. So, like, grandma's just cool, man. She was mad cool. So I know, like, she was very influential in, in his whole life, not just music, but like, outside music. And then with that, he just, you know, like, I always tell him, he showed me, like, a, a, an aspect that I didn't even look at it at. And I was like, you know what, I respect you for that because it helped me out, you know. Like, because just prior to that, I had lost my father. So, and I was just dealing with that. And I, you know, it's, it's, you know, as you, as you know, man, just dealing with those, it's real. It's real. And, you know, it's, it strikes you. It's not the day that you don't go by that you don't think about the person. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't want to end the interview on that note, but. No, it's cool for you. So, so, uh, so, um. Um, like, do you watch sports like that, like, or? Um, I guess I don't as much. You know, I was a big fan in the 90s and then maybe, like, the early 2000s. But then I went, for some reason, I just felt like sports started changing and it just became, things started becoming, like, wrestling to me. Like, it just, they weren't as, like, competitive or they weren't competitive. It just seemed, like, weird. Like, between betting and, like, corporate America, in sports, yeah. I think that it's changed to the point where I don't look at it the way I used to look at it. You know, I'm like, all right, well, yeah. they just this person has to win, that person has to lose. Like, it, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist like that. But even with the with the, that whole uh, game where all of those kickers just 11 missed field goals and like, I mean, 11 missed uh, extra points in like one game, and I was like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, like everybody got an off day today, or like somebody just got paid, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, if there's if there's one thing that I can say as a as a long time fan, and like and, and like once I get out the phone with you, like I'm gonna call my homeboys um, and tell them I just talked to you and it was dope. Um, if you have shit in the vault, please put it out. Please, 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 please put it out. Like, please, man. Now, I will. I will. And that's the crazy part. You know, like, I have, I, probably, I got a lot of music, and I just never really put it out. And I, th- I think that people always ask me, like, what's up with me? I'm like, you know, I have things I've worked on. I guess I'll just start putting them out, man. I'll, I'll start putting them out this year. Please, you, know, you, you can't hold on to them. I'll put them out. And just, you know, I respect you a lot, man, because, like, you know, our rapport over the years, you always check in. And just for you to say that, like, I'll, I'll, I'll start putting them out this year. Thank you, thank you. Like myself and uh, and all my friends, thank you, man. And I'm gonna keep bugging you too. I'm gonna keep bugging <laughs> nah, you. Definitely, definitely. I'm gonna put them out. I'm gonna put them out, man. Just because you said that, you gotta put them out because it's bigger than it's bigger than your personal issues. It's bigger than your person, man. It's, it's a culture. So like, out of respect for music and out of respect for hip hop, I'll start putting out the stuff that I got, and then we'll start working more on it. Good man. Um, that's actually all I got, man. Um, I was I was nervous, but I'm not anymore. I feel a lot better. You're a real cool down to earth dude. I'm sure I missed some good questions to ask, um, but yeah, this is it, man. So, hey, thanks again, dude. No problem. Anytime, my brother. All right, peace. All right, peace.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.